Welcome back to House Lights, your one-stop shop for everything you need to hear about this week in the world of entertainment. As always, I'm your host, Liz Noss, and I'm here with Features reporter Hannah Worley. I'm going to get it right this time. Yeah, hi. Last time, maybe it might have not been the last time you were on House Lights, but I've said it wrong in the past. So You said it wrong like the first two weeks. And you know what? God <laughs> forbid a woman do anything. <laughs> Anyways, what'd you do over spring break? I haven't seen you in a week. I know, it's good to see you. Um, I went on a cruise with so cute. my with two of my roommates. We went to the Bahamas. It was really fun. Um like the nicest part of all of it, I'm not gonna lie, other than like the sunshine and the nice weather was the fact that we couldn't really go on our phones. Yeah. We didn't have like service for basically like four days straight. That's so nice. And it was so like I, it was nice to just unplug. I read two books. All of my roommates, we all read two books, and it was just so nice. Fill in my book section. Tell me a little bit about the books. Okay. Well, so I went into spring break saying I was just going to read, like, stupid, trashy romance. Yeah. Um, obviously. Obviously. That's so spring break on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Um, only one of them ended up being that. I read um, The Spanish Love Deception, which was very Ooh. good. I've actually heard. Yeah, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was a really slow burn. <laughs> like, my, my, we kept Like, too slow of a burn? Like, they didn't kiss until page 348. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, so it kept, like, we kept joking, like, our roommates and I, like, oh, have they kissed yet? Because we were all kind of reading trashy romance. Yeah. And I was like, no, not yet. And then, like, on the plane ride back. We were <laughs> they all, finally like, kissed. We were, like, each run row. But one row behind each other, and so I like halfway through the plane ride, I like turned around and I just like lifted my arms up, I'm like they did it, and then my other two they like celebrated on the plane with me. That is so funny. So I read that one, and then I read um, Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. <gasps> That's on my to read list. How was that? I thought it was really good. Um, this is my third Taylor Jenkins Reid book that I've read. Um, yeah. and it's probably my least favorite of all of them, but like okay. she's an amazing author, so I feel mm. like her mid is like very very good for most other right. people isn't it about like rich people and nepo babies kind of exactly i'm kind of looking it's for very like a it's very up girl. your alley As, <laughs> you yes get, you get me bro <laughs> no i'm looking for like the nepo baby gossip girl type beat it's like I that love ex- it. except the the characters are more down to earth and they have a much okay. richer story than i would say like serena vanderwood's in this okay Okay, valid. Um, um, what about you? I saw you went to the DIA. Yes, I went to the DIA, got to explore some art. Um, I kind of just went home for a little bit and, like, rotted in my bed. Nice. Um, just because I needed to do that. Um, but other than that, I actually came up early, like, to my dorm because me and my boyfriend, we just wanted to have, like, a cool, chill weekend. Like, we went roller skating. Oh, and we uh, went to Pinball Pete's and stuff like that. Classic. And, uh, yeah, I saw women talking, which we'll get into once we start talking about the Oscars, but that was really good. And then, um, yeah, I went to the DIA, and it was really fun. Because, you know what, I can enjoy serious art, too, not just trashy stuff. So everybody take note, I don't (laughs) just like ranting and Twitter tea, I also enjoy the visual arts of all cultures. She's very cultured. She's exactly. very cultured. <laughs> Anyways, to get into something that's a little less cultured than uh, uh, the DIA, we're going to talk about the Oscars today because everybody knows I've been waiting for this moment. Last night, biggest night of my life, actually. <laughs> um, but I, even though I'm just saying I cleaned up last night, I won $24 
my boyfriend last night for the entire Oscar season. So I think that's a pretty good feat. I did do worse than I thought I was going to do mm-hmm. um, because I'm thinking about it. And the 2019 Oscars, so I've been, I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. 2019 Oscars, I got everything but one correct. And it was wow. like one of the shorts. And I, I'm just, I can't believe I've fallen from grace so much. You know, I feel like they're getting harder harder to predict because yeah. I feel like in the past it was always like, oh, well, it's like which war movie is going to win everything, you know? <sighs> and I, so, I'm sorry, but All Quiet got so <laughs> much last night. I was so upset about it. And oh. so I feel like it's harder to predict because um, I feel like the Oscars still wants to, like, go to that very traditional white actor, white movie but they're all, also they're also having to sort of balance the fact that like they need to recognize other movies other than right. just that. So Definitely. I think you know, for you since you I know you always like refer to them as the old heads at the Oscars. The old heads, yeah. I feel like you know how the old heads want to think, but uh, now they're kind of balancing how they want to think and how they actually should think. It's so true. I know. I I need to I need to talk to the old heads. Yeah. Well, you know, like my dream is to be one of the old heads. Yeah. One day. Make Liz Nas. Make, you know what? Petition Liz Nas for the Academy. (laughs) One day I'll get there. But, like, I am so susceptible to their advertising because I saw their, like, advertisement for the Oscars last night, like, in the Oscars last night for their museum. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go there. I am so susceptible to advertising. I'm just weird like that. (laughs) Anyways, let's get straight into it. I actually want to talk about the cringe moments first. Yeah. Before we get into, like, the good stuff, I thought we might as well get the cynical stuff out of the way. And the first thing I wanted to talk about was Jimmy Kimmel interacting with Malala. Yeah. (laughs) She was there for, like, a real... Like, she was, like, part of a documentary. She, like, made... She might have been on the production team for one of the documentaries, I think. So she was there for, like, a reason. Yeah. Because I was confused at first. I was like, why is Malala at the Oscars? Like, she can be anywhere she she wants. She can, yeah. She could literally be in my house, and I would be like, (laughs) let me offer you something. Like, what do you need? I know. I assume she's just there because she's Malala. That's so true. You know? She's like, hey, can I get a ticket? And they're like, anything for you, my queen. Exactly. Like, exactly. Because <laughs> also it makes the Oscars look good because it's like, oh, well, look, we have Malala. You well, know? <laughs> but, and then they treated her kind yeah. of weird. <laughs> but basically Jimmy Kimmel goes up to her and is like, I mean, it, it was a bit. It wasn't yeah. like actually, you know, not like actual. Like, like in the grand scheme of things, know. him asking Malala her thoughts on like Harry Styles spitgate. <laughs> But also, it's like, why are we... <laughs> Maybe she likes unseriousness, but yeah. at the same time, she's Malala, and, like, There's she some has a level... Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> like, why are we asking her that? I literally <laughs> was, like, sitting there, like, oh, my gosh, she's the youngest person to ever win a Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize, and Jimmy Kimmel was talking to her, and it wasn't even Jimmy Kimmel at first. I was like, okay, this will be over soon. Like, I can wake up from my cringe coma in a second. Yeah. But then cocaine bear went up to her the, the guy dressed as cocaine bear which by the way kind of kind of cool when was he funny. was on stage he was funny i thought when he came out with elizabeth banks that was funny <laughs> then he goes up to malala and starts like messing with her i'm yeah. like bro cocaine bear gotta leave her alone hasn't she been through enough? hasn't she been through <laughs> enough bro like we don't i just it was bad yeah it was really bad but like honestly there weren't really many cringy moments i don't think other than that it was going pretty smoothly oh and that was very intentional i feel like yeah because i I feel like they've had i mean also the fact that last year was slapgate 
I know. Well, that Jimmy Kimmel like made enough jokes about it to remind, know, to remind but, like, us. Before I was, like, about to watch the Oscars, I was, like, scrolling through Twitter to just kind of, you know. And I swear that that was, like, two years ago. The way that it felt like it was so long ago that that happened. I was, jeez, that was last year. It was. It's, yeah. it's crazy. No, I remember it because I didn't even watch the Oscars last year. I was, like, on a train home because I, like, took the train back here after a weekend, like, away. And I got off. <laughs> I literally got off the train, went to my friend's dorm, and immediately sat down. And like five seconds later, <laughs> Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, and I was like, "What? Yeah. How do you feel about that?" Anyways, <laughs> I don't even know. I, I have no thoughts. I wrote an article on it the next day last year. I remember I, that. I feel like again, I have zero thoughts on it. Yeah, it's it I, happened. It happened. <laughs> I thought that the jokes were funny about it. I'm like, I know that yeah. maybe I shouldn't have. I just that, but feel I like funny. I just feel like Jimmy Kimmel's like, what can we? Because there's obviously going to be no slap gate here. Like, what do we do to like increase viewership? I'm just gonna talk about it. But. Yeah, I thought at the very end. I don't know if you noticed, like right as they were kind of like panning out back to the credits, they had him like walk off stage, and it was like. A, a countdown clock. It was like number of Oscars without an incident. I and did he, like, see change that. From zero I to actually one. thought that that was that was a funny one. Yeah, that was a funny one. I'm gonna air out one of my upsets. Honestly, this was like my only real upset uh, of the night was the best score going to All Quiet on the Western Front. And I just because I was a shoe in for Babylon. I was like, Babylon's gotta win it. Oh, Babylon's yeah. gotta win it. It's so good. I listened to that score. When I'm doing my errands so I can feel a little bit more chaotic than nice. I do. <laughs> but, like, how are you going to give the best score to a movie called All Quiet? I think I saw a tweet <laughs> that said that same thing. I'm sorry. I'm not bit-biting. I just really <laughs> wanted to show respect for that joke. Yeah. And I, ugh, I'm upset about it. But that's the only way I'm going to air out my problems with that. But I wanted to talk about redemption arcs mm-hmm. with the wins uh, of the of the big actor mm-hmm. like categories, and I think this was the year of the redemption arc. Um, so I wanted to first talk about Jamie Lee Curtis um, because Jamie Lee Curtis has been in the the game a long time, oh, yeah. and this is like her first Oscar. I don't know if this is her first nom. I think it might have been. I think it might have been. Yeah. But um, I was just you know everybody was expecting Angela Bassett to win. I think. Oh yeah, for I, I lost forever. I I lost money on it. Mm. I lost money on it. I was like, this is terrible. I think she thought she was gonna win. Yeah, she lost money. On it. <laughs> she definitely was betting with her friends. But um, she, you know, we're watching, you know, Jamie Lee go up and give her speech, mm-hmm. and Angela Bassett did not stand up for her. She did not clap for her. No, yeah. There was. What do you think of that? Honestly, I think it's, like, valid. I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't clap for somebody else? I would clap for them. I would. Um, but I feel like I feel like we get so wrapped. It's Angela Bassett, bro. It's, it's Angela Bassett. She'll have another time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe she, she probably should have clapped, but also at the same time, I'm just like, I would have been upset. Yeah. And it wasn't like she was, like, booing her. It wasn't like she was, like, actively, like. <laughs> no, that's what I would It was like she said. pulled a Kanye West, you know? <laughs> She gets on stage, like, yeah. I thought she was, you know, in in as many ways as you can be upset about something, I think that was, like, relatively graceful, you know? That's true. She just kind of, like, sat there pretty stoic-faced, and stoic. I think that that's... She's so mysterious. I think it's fine. You know, yeah. again, like, I think we're making a way bigger deal out of it than, like, she ever intended it to be. Yeah, like, she probably didn't even think about it. Like, if I had been hyped up that much to win an Oscar, and I didn't win, and I, like, lost to somebody... I I, I would have been I would have been a little upset too, but 
Maybe I would have clapped. I don't know. I can't say whether or not I would. I would have done like a very classy like golf clap. I think like a little. Yeah. I'm realizing that this isn't a video all of a sudden, and I'm just clapping into the mic. <laughs> and anyways, um, also I tweeted something that said, uh, "Jamie Lee Curtis winning tonight was probably the biggest upset, but not because she didn't deserve it, but because it should have been for uh, Beverly Beverly Hills Chihuahua." <laughs> <laughs> That someone's those in um Freaky Friday. Oh, so him. true. That's like see, that's a good one. But you know, Beverly Hills Chihuahua gotta give it up. Yeah, that that made that was a like a formative movie on. Me. That was a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, another like redemption arc was definitely Michelle Yeoh because you know she was saying like, oh, I've I feel like I've missed my prime sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't really gotten any noms while I was like really acting all the time, mm-hmm. and then she finally got the you know the win last night and i saw her speech was really great i loved her speech um i had i i'm gonna be so real with you i did have money on kate blanchard you did i did i knew michelle yo was gonna win i loved kate blanchard and todd i actually just put an article out about it on her campus not trying to take any uh, <laughs> not trying to take anything away from state news but uh, it's on my twitter um but plug but i'm plugging but is i i loved tar um, that was my pick for a lot of the wins, but I think Michelle Yeoh deserved oh, it yeah. more. I loved her speech. Um, I loved how, I mean, I love she said, like, ladies don't ever let anyone tell you right. past your prime. I thought that was really beautiful. Um, I, I mean, I thought she was one of the best dressed of the night. I'm not going to lie. That was like, that, like, That's so true. Sparkly. She, so she And she always does. Like, she's like the queen of class. She is the classiest. She just always yeah. looks so good, and she had like she was literally like dripping in diamonds, and she looked beautiful. And like I was, I was happy that she won. Definitely, definitely. Um, another, you know, uh, person who had the redemption arc was uh, Ki Hoi Kwan. Um, I thought that his speech was really amazing. I think he's just so sweet, and his story is awesome because you know he was like a child actor. He mm-hmm. was in the Goonies. He was in Indiana Jones, and. Um, he talked about how, um, you know, nobody wanted to work with him after he wasn't a child. He was kind of blacklisted yeah. from Hollywood, and now he's finally got his Oscar. Yeah. And it was kind of sweet because you saw Harrison Ford, who yeah. he was in Indiana Jones with, um, like congratulate yeah. him, and he was the one to give Everything Everywhere the best picture, and that was pretty. That was pretty awesome. I just loved, like, there was a video of him, like, walking into the press room. Yes, I He's, like, jumping up and down, and I'm, like, that would have been, like, that was so cute, because that would have been me. I would have been jumping up and down. No, and I love that everyone in the press room also was, like, so excited Started, like, laughing and standing. Yeah. I think it's hard to be, like, it's not hard to be excited for him, you know? Exactly. That's, yeah. Because he's an easy person to root for, I feel Yeah, he's so enthusiastic. And then I also wanted to touch on... Uh, Brendan Fraser, and this is a little bit of a sadder story, um, but you know he was also like a younger actor. He was molested by someone in the Hollywood industry. He spoke out about it, and then he was also sort of blacklisted yeah. from Hollywood. And that is just insane. That he, his speech was also really emotional. Yeah. Um, and he did a fantastic job in The Whale fantastic job so i was just super excited i was pulling for him it was my pick and prediction um and so that was that was pretty awesome but i think that everybody who won the big four categories like for acting like it all all had awesome stories and you don't see that a lot you know Mm -hmm. like 
You just you just don't see someone having like an inspiring story every single time. Yeah. Like for a big award. So I was really excited about this. I I've never been like super happy with all the way that the Oscars have turned out. Yeah. But this was pretty close to like yeah. a perfect show for me. That's good. So I'm I'm pretty happy about it. I think the only the other thing I saw um was um Stephanie Sue. Yeah. Was the other um sort of like thing that people are upset about. Yeah. Like I think I I thought it would either be Angela Bassett or, or her mm-hmm. for best of me too actress. me too yeah so but I think I think people are doing a good enough job on like Twitter and whatever and not like realizing that it's like like don't be mad at Jamie Lee Curtis for this right like, she's had the longest acting career ever yeah like she deserves like some sort of I think Stephanie Shu has a lot in front of her oh totally yeah I think she has a lot going for her and I think I I loved her on Broadway she was in Be More Chill. Um, and she was in Spongebob Squarepants the Musical. Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, I don't know, <laughs> if she continues on like she is, got someone for EGOT status. Oh, Because true. she could get a Tony, and I, you know. I, I just think it. that, I, totally I think it. she was really good. So I think that she has a lot ahead of her, and I don't think that we should be upset with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. But should have gotten it for Beverly Hills trauma. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the best moment for me was just like the genuineness of everyone in the cast and crew of everywhere, everything all at once. Yeah. Like they were so, ge- like whenever they won awards, mm-hmm. anyone from that movie, they were just so kind and yeah. like not pretentious. You can tell that like they all. It's really a passion ca- project. Oh yeah. And you can tell that they all really care about each other. Yeah. Like they were all just so, like I remember like when Michelle Yeoh won, like they had the, the camera on her and like every person in the crowd that was in that movie with her were all just like big up in her face like oh my god congratulations I know like, and Stephanie Shu was like crying at every single time I they, know like, won. it was so cute I yeah no you could just feel their genuine like love for each other I forgot to even write this down but Lady Gaga performing last night was, was so good I thought it was good but I thought that it was so weird I was gagged. how the camera was like so close in her face the That's whole so time funny. Like, they did not pan out once. No, they didn't. They <laughs> were very much fixed on her. Also, her outfit was really good, too, and I was happy about it. Not like the one on stage. It was, the one on stage it was, was like, literally like... a t-shirt and jeans, <laughs> and she had no makeup on. But I meant on the red carpet, her dress was super yeah. cool. It's very art pop, Lady Gaga. Yes. She needs to make more crazy music. I swear to God, if she comes back with more country, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it. Like I'm free Lady Gaga from country. Free Lady Gaga from. There was my friend told me about this post that like there was a there's like this jazz music Facebook group they're part of or something, and someone posted in the group like, do not post anything more about Lady Gaga in this jazz music group. She has nothing to do. Like they were really pressed about it. But she did stuff with Tony Benton. I thought I was that was I was going to say good. she's been doing some like classics. They were really angry about it though. But it's well, okay. that's their problem. That's their problem. I love Lady Gaga. Uh, Rihanna was good too. Oh, I love She okay. was really good. I didn't know she was going to perform. I didn't know until like I was watching the show and they're like, and later a performance by Rihanna. And I got so excited because I love Rihanna. <laughs> I and my only complaint with Rihanna's performance was that it wasn't longer. Like I was like, <laughs> just, okay, let's, let's let's keep this going. You like, were expecting let's sing SOS after that one. Like, <laughs> you were expecting Super Bowl performance, like timeline. Okay, but it it's was a funny. Three and a half hour show. Girl. It was funny though because and I would watch three and a half hours of Rihanna. I would, but when her <laughs> that's like, a concert band. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to go see Rihanna. Yes. But when the platform she was standing on at the Oscars started like rising up, 
was like, she's literally ascending. No, but it reminded me of the Super Bowl because she's always on an elevated surface. It's so true. She, she loves a, like a levitating platform. All the baddies platform. love an elevated surface, <laughs> She gets it. She gets it. Oh, my gosh. But I wanted to run through the best pictures before we, uh, you know, tie off the Oscars thing and see if you have a mini review for any of the ones that you've seen so far. So I'm just going to go through the list. Everything Everywhere. I didn't see the full thing. I've watched little clips of it. What I've seen looks amazing. I've seen the first, like, hour or so on an airplane yeah. about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, it was a little bit hard to follow just because I think that anytime you have, like, the concept of the multiverse in a movie. So true. It's going to take a bit for the audience to sort of catch on to what you're trying to explain to them. And I'm just especially slow at that, I think. Um, but what I saw, I, like... I can see why it won so many awards. Yeah, it's super art house. Mm -hmm. A24 also won all the main categories, Mm -hmm. which is crazy, but they make great movies, so I'm not upset about it. All Quiet on the Western Front. Did you see it? Um, Did not see it because I'm aware of how gory it is, and can't do that. No. No, I I don't really love war movies. Because I tried 1917, I tried Dunkirk, and I was like, these are fine. And then I saw that it's like a war movie, and I was like, I just already know. If you took any of the, like, scenes from uh, All Quiet on the Western Front and told me that it was 1917, I'd believe you. Because yeah. all the movies look the same. Yeah. Every single guy looks the same. So I was like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Top Gun? I did see that. Me too. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. I saw it over the summer with my one friend, and right before the movie started, I turned to her, like, I, I, I was like, hey, have you seen the original Top Gun? And she goes, no, have you? Oh, me neither. And I was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed it. There was a little bit of backstory that came with, like, the old time. My mom had to, like, whisper it to me um, in the in the movie theater. I, I, I knew what happened. Like, I knew who died. Yeah. And so I understood enough. Miles Teller's dad. Miles Teller. And you don't need I any backstory to enjoy that. Scene. No, you do not. No, you do not. <laughs> he, and it's so funny. I was actually just talking to my friend last night. I was like, honestly, when Miles Teller is just standing there, I'm not very sure I'm attracted to him. And then he, like, starts talking and acting. I'm like, okay, yeah. I liked when he was playing the piano. (sighs) Yeah, that was great. I think musical talent is very attractive. Definitely. I liked when he was doing a little dance on the beach. The little dance, Because quirkiness always wins. (laughs) If a guy is whimsical in nature, that's all I know. I think, what was it that you said? (laughs) Like, a guy... For, for you, you were saying like, and in order for you to be attracted to a guy, he's got to be a little weird. He's got to be a little weird. He's got to be a little whimsical. Yeah. And that, I think that goes for a lot of women. Gotta. Gotsta. Gotsta. Um, women talking. Did you see it? No, but I feel like I need to now. I saw it. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was really potent. I thought that, um, like, it just had a lot of meaning. Like, you could tell it was based on a book. Because all the like lines were written really beautifully. Yeah. It was it's not the most engaging film. You're just watching two hours of women talking Love. in a barn. Oh, um, it's in a barn. It's a, well, it's about Mennonite women. So basically oh. the story follows that there are men who attack women in their Mennonite village and they those men have left for two days uh, before they're about to get bailed out of jail for attacking the women. Mm. And so they only have two days to figure out if they're going to stay and fight or leave. Oh, wow. Or, yeah, leave the village. And I'm obviously not going to tell you what happens because I want everyone to see it. But it was just really interesting. And you got to see, like, ways that, you know, 
other people think. Other because honestly, you when you look at it, you think, oh, this story is like in the 1700s. It is based. It's a true story, by the way, in 2010. Whoa! And so this is like still happening. Like yeah. people are getting away with these kind of attacks and saying that like, oh, it's Satan or it's you know or you but mm. you you imagined it. You believe like you believed it because women are crazy, sort of thing. So I I really enjoyed that. Um, I didn't see Banshees of Inisherin. Me neither. Great, fantastic <laughs> Irish movie. Uh, I love Barry Ke- Keoghan. Uh, yeah, he was really good in Killing of a Sacred Deer. So I can imagine that he was pretty good in it. I love the Irish accent. So you know, got to Niall Horan. <laughs> Niall Horan. <laughs> That's what I think about when I think about. Oh, are you so excited for his new album? Yeah, I've listened to Heaven like. Me too. Me too. I listened to it this weekend for like the first time because I've been like, I, I get stuck in music. Like, Me too. Like the same couple songs, but now I've I moved on to the mm-hmm. new next couple songs, and Heaven is part of that. Same. Yeah. Um, Triangle of Sadness. Didn't see it. Um, heard that it is sad. Didn't see it either. Um, I saw the trailer for it, and it looks like a trip. Yeah. You know, and as somebody who's about to go on a cruise, um, it looks very, like, shipwrecky. And so I was like, <laughs> can't eh, do it. Can't do it. This is, like, putting too much negative energy yeah, out there. Yeah, no, you can't. Fableman's, it was fine. Steven Spielberg. My parents watched it, and I, like, went downstairs for the last, like, two minutes of yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's potent that it's, like, oh, his last film, and it's about his life. Oh, is this his last film? It's his last film. Like, officially... Or is you it his like last are. film, as in like Elton John's had like three fel- farewell tours? That's you know? so true, and I could see that. But also Steven Spielberg, I don't know. I feel like he's the type of guy to like he's made his bag, and he's gonna leave. I don't know, but I he has made so many. I just feel like he's one of those guys that like loves movies too much to ever stop doing it. That's so true. But I say that as somebody who like pretends like they know who Steven Spielberg is, <laughs> like personally. Yeah, per- I know him. We've met. Um, Avatar: Way of Water. I haven't even seen the first Avatar. I have seen Avatar The Way of Water. How did you like it? It was way too long. <laughs> okay. Um, that's, but okay. That's how so I feel about most movies. I, I, in its defense, I saw Avatar, like, I, I saw like a 8.30 showing of it over winter break. Yeah. With my friend Maddie. And 8.30 is way too late to way watch Way too Avatar. late to watch. And, and I saw I was already exhausted going into it. And like two hours in, there was like a scene with these like whale things. And it was like really sad. And I like... <laughs> literally like take my phone out and I look up how long is Avatar the Way of Water <laughs> and I saw that it said like three hours and nine minutes oh and I turn to my friend and I'm like we still have over an hour left of this movie and as I'm telling her that she's like fully crying over the beautiful scene in front of us <laughs> so I guess you know if you're fully into it maybe it can be a beautiful movie for you but if you are tired and maybe not all that into it visually it looks beautiful yeah yeah but it seems I don't love James Cameron. That's the thing. So mm. I'm like I I don't really want to give that guy more money. He's just yeah. And you know he loves a long movie because Titanic. It was broken up into two parts. I do love Titanic. I have though. the two part VHS. That like one wins. day be worth millions. I know, <laughs> I know, and I think about it all the time. Actually, um, we're gonna have to we're running out of time. Uh, Elvis, I saw it too long as well. Didn't see it. Heard it was basically just one long montage. It was one long montage. I hated Tom Hanks in it. Austin Butler was f- fine. I think it's just I just <laughs> think it's weird that he still has the Elvis. Just, I was about to say I think that. we've talked about this on House Lights before, but I will never stop talking about it because I was watching the Oscars last night and I was like, I don't think I 
would ever want him to win anything if he continues the Elvis voice. And no, it was funny because I was watching the tail end of like the red carpet, and my friends and I were like looking, we're like, Austin Butler's really cute, but like we were all agreeing that like. <laughs> You know, I just can't get over the voice. Like, yeah, for like real. he'd be really cute for the voice. I know. There's something about him playing Elvis that I'm like, no. Yeah, I just can't. And then Tar. Did you see that? No, but I know you saw it. <sighs> I love it so much. Um, this was my pick for a lot of things, like I said, but at the same time, also really long. This movie was also three hours, but Kate Planchette kills it. Loved it. But I think that Everything Everywhere still deserved it for yeah. its like cultural. Yeah. Um, right, right before we leave, I just want to ask, what are you working on? Um, so I'm working on more of a long form piece with um, Maggie George, who is on uh, the, the city desk, yes. <laughs> and um, she's our mental health reporter. And we're doing sort of um, a piece on how there's sort of two spheres of COVID right now. There's like mo- a lot of us who uh, just don't really treat it the same as we did like a year, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's still like people who work in healthcare settings, people who um, are immunocompromised, people who live with people who are immunocompromised, who do really take it very seriously still. So kind of just analyzing those spheres and comparing and contrasting them. So yeah, look out for that. Well, that's exciting. Uh, I'm going to quickly read out the yik yak of the day. A friendly reminder to wear your retainers. I regret many things and not wearing my retainer is definitely one of those things. Me and Hannah found this together and we had a little conversation on you always wear your retainers. Yeah, I've worn my retainers pretty much every night since I got my braces off in seventh grade. <laughs> and I have not worn my retainers for years. That's okay, though. It's okay. We all have different uh, ways of coping Thank with <laughs> our teeth. Although now I don't have a top retainer. I have, like, a bite splint because I grind my teeth in my sleep. But it works as a retainer. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on this week. Thank and you for having me. And I so appreciate you. And, yeah, next week... I don't know what we'll talk about. We'll figure it out. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you next time on House Lights.